Hi everyone, and welcome to A Mud Map for Living, the podcast that explores the use of the hero's journey as a psychological tool for navigating and problem-solving everyday life, or, as I call it, a mud map for living. I'm Clive Williams, psychologist, and for the past 29 years, I've been using the hero's journey as this compass, as this mud map for navigating and problem-solving not only my own life dilemmas, but those are my clients. I hope you find these podcasts interesting, but most importantly, practical. I first became aware of the hero's journey sometime in the early 90s. I think it was about 1992. I was working part-time as a psychologist. Uh, I was working or trying to work part-time in theatre. I was living with a partner and wanting to perfect my life. I was in my early 30s. We lived in a small flat and one day I'm... I'm on the radio trying to find music to listen to while I do some cleaning. And there was this voice. I didn't know it was Joseph Campbell at the time, but I was almost immediately transfixed by what he was talking about. Finding and following your bliss. So I I stopped looking for music. I didn't do any cleaning. I just sat and I listened. Here's a quote from what... I'd heard on that day. This is Joe Campbell. My general formula for my students is follow your bliss. Find where it is and don't be afraid to follow it. If the work you are doing is the work that you choose to do because you're enjoying it, that's it. But if you think, oh no, I couldn't do that, that's the dragon locking you in. No, no, I couldn't be a writer or no, I couldn't possibly be doing what so-and-so is doing. End of quote. So it's 1992, I'm working as a psychologist, but I'm also trying to work in live theatre as this director-playwright. I'm seeking success, fame and fortune as this writer-director. I'd already done what I considered the impossible and come out as a gay man in what was back then a pretty homophobic, sometimes aggressive, occasionally violent, but often a threatening environment. I had a partner and we lived together. So in my worldview, I was doing all the right things. I was being brave. I was working hard. I was trying to follow what I thought was my passion. I thought this would make me happy. And yet there was a deep dissatisfaction with my life. Working as a psychologist was good. I mean, I've always found psychology intriguing and satisfying. It's great to work with people. Trying to find work in a city with only one professional theatre company, however, as a writer-director was pretty hard. Trying to have a good relationship was also tricky. I mean, back then I still believed that to have a good relationship you had to keep your partner happy. So I'm trying to keep him happy about a whole bunch of stuff and underneath it I'm not so happy. Um, I had even created my own sort of part-time theatre company. It was part-time because it happened in spits and spurts depending on if we got funding or if we were kind of mounting a profit share show, but I'm I'm never quite sure if we ever made the profit to share anything. So I was really working my ass off. I was a bit tired and not very happy. Here's another quote from Campbell. The way to find out about your happiness is to keep your mind on those moments when you feel most happy, when you really are happy, not excited, not just thrilled, but deeply happy. This requires a bit of self-analysis. What is it that makes you happy? 
Stay with it, no matter what people tell you. This is what I call following your bliss. End of quote. Do you know what one of the dictionary descriptions of bliss is? It's perfect happiness, great joy. So there I was, you know, listening to some old guy talk about bliss, you know, this thing, this perfect happiness, the thing that you truly enjoy and how to find bliss and how to hang on to bliss and this will lead to more bliss. I mean, man, I was sold. I wanted this thing called bliss and I wanted it yesterday. So I'm thinking... This guy says he knows how to find bliss, how to follow bliss, how to have a life full of bliss. So in my head, I'm hearing how to become rich and famous and deeply loved. So I listen to the rest of the program and then I ring the radio station and I buy a copy of the program, which which were cassettes. Remember cassettes? So the program turns out to be called The Power of Myth. You know, so I open this package and I go, The Power of Myth? I mean, really? So let me tell you, I had never had any interest in myths of any shape or form. Stories of Greek or Roman gods having relations with people or fighting each other just simply made my eyes glaze over. What I like is facts. I'm a facts person. I like science. I like hypotheses. I like exploring things, exploring the truth. So the title of this program on myths... I mean, it was completely off-putting. But the cassettes arrived and I, I played those cassettes over and over. I listened like, like an addict. And there was this other stuff, more stuff other than just finding your bliss. I mean, the whole series of interviews with Joseph Campbell was really a conversation with somebody, Campbell, who had spent his entire life interested in myths and folktales and stories of any kind, and who early in his life realized that there was a whole bunch of similarities between these thousands of stories. So then he spends his lifetime trying to identify the similarities and what's the point of all these similarities. So what he was saying was on the surface, all these stories sound, look different, but underneath... Very often the same storyline is happening to the main character. Campbell was, you know, he was called this the monomyth, or more often his term was the hero's journey. But anyway, the thing that got my initial attention was the idea of finding and following your bliss. And me, of course, becoming rich and famous and deeply loved. So then I discovered, okay, well, it's not a radio program, it's a televised interview, so... I buy the videos, remember, you know, the old VCRs. And again, I watch and I watch and I watch until to the point where I knew them almost verbatim. So meanwhile, in my everyday life, I'm committed to this thing of finding and following my bliss. So back then, I'm convinced my bliss is being a theatre director writer. So I devote myself to pursuing this. I mean, in, in hindsight, I think the real... Uh, appeal was the group work. You know, as I think back, I, I was a young boy who spent my days alone in the schoolyard. Finding people who appeared to like me, value me, was like moving to another planet. From being the person least likely to be picked to join the, the sports team, I became the person who could be organized, lead, initiate. So, I'm trying to follow my bliss. 
week in, week out, month in, month out, still working as a psychologist to make money to live with, but a week-by-week kind of existence. You know, in theatre, a job at, at most is six weeks. So the job of finding a job is a constant. And remember, I lived in a city with one professional theatre company. So like I said, I'm getting tired, I'm getting frustrated. I'm still trying to be the likeable partner in my relationship. But more and more I'm thinking, where the hell is this thing called bliss? Where's my fame? Where's my fortune? I'm doing everything this old guy, you know, Joseph Campbell says I should be doing. And still, nothing. But then... Something did happen, and it definitely made me happy. I got recognized, and by that I mean somebody gave me $30,000 to write a play. That body was the Australia Council, the chief arts body in Australia, and in 1992, I got $30,000 to write a play. In today's currency, that's about $60,000. Now, for a struggling writer-director in a city with only one professional theatre company, $30,000 was a fortune. It was more money than I'd earned in a year. So I'm thinking, this is it. My bliss train has pulled in, I'm getting on, I'm not getting off, look out world, here I come. That's it for this episode. Thank you for listening. Remember, if you want to know more, then visit my website, drclivewilliams.com.au that's drclivewilliams.com.au where you'll find lots of information on all the stages of the hero's journey most importantly you'll find information on how to recognize the hero's journey in your own daily life and how to progress and problem solve your own story you'll also find a link to my book a mud map for living which is available on amazon.com and amazon.com.au. You'll also find other links to some of my other publications and videos. If you want to contact me directly, then please email me at hello at drclivewilliams.com.au. That's hello at drclivewilliams.com.au. And finally, today's podcast wouldn't be possible without the support and guidance of Jody from Safe Journey Australia. You can find Jody at sjamedia.com.au. Till next time.